and I'm in favour of music having emotional effects. But, as you can see, the emotional content of this and just about every other song can be changed completely by applying different words to the tune. Lyrics add a new dimension to a piece of music. The simple addition of a human voice singing baby, baby, baby can infuse the music with sexy enthusiasm or sadness, depending on the way the voice is being used. Emotion can be conveyed simply by vocal inflection, and we can be moved by lyrics sung in languages we don't understand. I wonder how many Sigur Ross fans speak Icelandic. There are even examples of emotionally charged songs in made-up languages that no one understands. Enya's beautiful song, Aniron, from the soundtrack of Lord of the Rings, is sung in the invented elvish language of Sindarin. Of course, most lyrics tell a story as well as relying on emotional vocalization. From the gentle poetry of Ace of Spades to the gritty realism of Puppy Love, we all have our favourites, and of course, we all have lyrics that we can't stand. For those of you interested in lyrics that are irritating, ludicrous, or simply insane, I'd like to recommend Dave Barry's Book of Bad Songs. In this deeply philosophical contribution to human wisdom, you'll find more than you might ever have wished to know about songs like MacArthur Park, the one about the cake getting rained on, and Yummy, Yummy, Yummy by Ohio Express. There is also a tantalizing mention of a possibly mythical country and western song called The Only Ring You Gave Me Was the One Around the Tub. Sometimes, even the finest songwriters have to take liberties with the language in order to make a rhythm or rhyme work. In some cases, this just means that the music requires the singer to emphasize the wrong syllable of a word, e.g. apricot at the end of the fourth line of You're So Vain by Carly Simon. But it must have been irritating for Neil Diamond when he had to resort to using the non-standard word brang to rhyme with sang in his song Play Me. The power of lyrics to alter our response to a tune was demonstrated in an experiment carried out in 1994 by the psychologists Valerie Stratton and Annette Zalanowski, who played the song Why Was I Born, written by Oscar Hammerstein and Jerome Kern in the 1920s, to two groups of listeners. When the tuneful, pleasant music was played by itself, it cheered people up. But when the lyrics, a sad refrain about unrequited love, were included, it had the opposite effect. Mind you, we don't always listen to lyrics carefully, and even when we do, we often misinterpret them. This is particularly true of young people who are the target audience of most pop songs. A survey carried out in 1984 offered people four alternative meanings to pop songs. Only one of these interpretations was true and had been verified as such by the songwriter. The songs in question were fairly obvious about the message they were trying to put across. They included, for example, You Are the Sunshine of My Life by Stevie Wonder and Trouble Every Day by Frank Zappa. The young people, they were all under 30, who participated in the study, got it wrong on average three times out of four, which is the same success rate as picking answers at random without even hearing the songs.
Another experiment found that only one-third of the people questioned could correctly identify the fact that Olivia Newton-John's Let's Get Physical was about sex. An equal number of people thought it was about sports and exercise. Happily, we get better at identifying what a song is about as we get older, but that doesn't stop a lot of us falling into the Mondegreen trap. The word Mondegreen comes from the 17th century ballad, The Bonny Earl Amore, or rather, it doesn't. The ballad goes like this, and by the way, ha means have. Ye highlands and ye lowlands, O oh, where ha ye been? They ha slain the Earl Amore, and laid him on the green. In November 1954, Sylvia Wright wrote an article for Harper's Magazine in which she...